Hey there, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another Falcon Paladin hour. And with me, as always, is my friend from down under. It is Wade. Good day. Good day. How are things down on your side of the globe? Cold. Cold. It is winter. It is winter down in the southern hemisphere this time of year. Is it nice and warm where you are? It is so hot. I mean, I'm not Phoenix. I'm not sure if this has made international news, but Phoenix is like breaking records for heat wave right now. And that's that's only like four or five hours south of where I am. So I'm north enough and not catching all of it, but it is nasty down there. What's it getting up to? Oh, like 120 Fahrenheit, which Jeez. I can't convert that to that's, Celsius for that's you. It's above 40 easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah. I do know that. I know, I know it's above 40, but beyond that, I can't tell you. But yeah, I actually did spend some time in the Southern Hemisphere uh, during a winter down there once. Um, I was in South Africa, in Cape Town, through the months of June, July, and August. And yeah, it got got pretty cold. Like, I didn't see any snow, but it was cold enough you wanted a jacket during the day. And then the nights got really, really down there into the into the high 30s, low 40s. For the, for the Fahrenheit of those among you, I don't know. What is that like? Two... 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing. So zero in, a, in yeah. Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. So zero is 32. So like five or six maybe Celsius Ooh. for those of you. So I don't know how cold it gets in Australia. Like what's the coldest you guys get in your part of the country? In my part of the country, it'll drop to like two degrees uh, Celsius. So 33 or whatever Fahrenheit. Yeah. Okay, it gets nasty, but we're not talking we're not talking snow or anything like that. No, it it only snows in a couple places in Australia, uh, and only one place that I really know of that can be a commercial skiing resort, which is Threadbow. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they even have manufacture snow for it to be completely nice for people. Yeah, they can't entirely depend on be dependent on the weather because that just means they go out of business. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it's been a hot summer. My kids are out of school. They're driving my wife crazy. They have another like two months to go before they go back. Might have to intervene here, uh, stage an intervention for my wife and my kids before they murder each other. <laughs> uh, aren't parents supposed to love their kids regardless? And no matter what they get up to, just always be out there to give them a hug. And So, yes, always there to give them a hug, but sometimes you want to throttle them at the same time. It's a very complicated relationship is how I would characterize it. Go in for a hug and straight for the throat. Yeah. They don't expect it then, see? (laughs) (laughs) No, for any, any child protective services listening, I don't strangle my kids. I'm just saying, sometimes the relationship is rough, and I'm sure you understand that. That is probably an accurate representation. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. All right, so moving on, <laughs> moving away from that topic. I don't know how we got there. Uh, you've been playing Grim Dawn. Mm, yeah, I've been playing Grim Dawn, getting ready for a new DLC that we've got coming out. It's a indie kind of spiritual successor to Diablo 2, since people thought yes. Diablo 3 was a bit too far removed. So. Mm, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm watching some gameplay footage right now that I found on YouTube, and it is very Diablo 2. Uh, I like it. It's pretty. It's got a pretty good atmosphere here as well. I'm watching somebody playing like a generally a barbarian class. Looks like he's got a sword. Not much magic to speak of, but are there different classes? Like what have you chosen to play? I've chosen to play a shaman soldier. So those are two classes. You can pick up to two. So I'm basically a two-handed axe wielder with an affinity for lightning magic. So 
Ooh. Yeah, I've basically specced my class to have as few button presses as possible. Like, I can run around, hold left click, and pressing one, two, and three. I have all these procs that when I attack or get attacked, I can call thunder and lightning from the sky and do massive AoE damage. Okay. So my friend that I live with, he's been playing a Nightblade class, which is two-handed rogue kind of person. And he rebuilt his PC and realized he lost all his progress. <laughs> yeah. So I've been Ouch. I've been spending the last couple of days power leveling him. I've played 180 something hours in the game and I'm only level 85. What's uh, max? I think 90. Okay, close. Sure. I got him to 40 in a day and a half. Like maybe 3 hours power leveling. That's some that's some pretty solid power leveling. Yeah. But you don't get any of the story, which is very uh, mm. Lovecraftian. That's nice. So I, I skipped ahead in the video I'm watching, and it looks like this dude did choose uh, like Shaman Lightning as the secondary power here. So it's, it looks like pretty much your build that they're playing, which is great. And he's got a pet. He's got this like crazy, like it looks like a Leshen kind of from the the Witcher series. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's kind of a tree monster. Yeah, a tree monster with like a, a deer skull on the top. That's what it looks like. It's on four legs, though, which is kind of yeah. weird. But it looks like it's just a bunch of branches stuck together. It might be a briar thorn. Yeah, that makes sense. Looks uh, like a briar thingy. I'm not too versed in the other classes, so I think... I do know the shaman gets a summon, but I know the occultist gets more. So it's probably an occultist summon. Okay, just more options is what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, fighting dragonflies, getting shot at by crazy lightning balls shooting stuff and there's campfires and chests everywhere and you're in a swamp yeah, yeah this is very diablo 2 i like it if anyone's been missing diablo 2 i recommend you pick it up while it's on the steam sale because it's ten dollars i believe oh for the summer steam sale right now oh i do love the summer steam sale uh who doesn't who does not well the people who have a hard time not spending all of their money during the summer <laughs> steam sale might dislike it on some level but it doesn't stop them from spending all of their money on the steam summer sale so how much can they really dislike it i can dislike it by about 60 dollars so far already <laughs> uh, uh, i heard that somebody did complain that all steam sales are now boring because they have the refund policy where they can't do hourly deals and stuff now so the the sales are actually just overall less exciting yeah they uh, yes they did change that and i don't know i kind of like that everything's available all the time i don't have to like obsessively check what's on sale this hour every hour of the day and it's just i like that they're all everything's on sale all week here it is it's gonna be a few days think about it and get what you want i'm i think i'm more of a fan of that yeah that uh that method although it was kind of like a christmas morning thing like it's like what's on sale this hour surprise it's this now and you're like oh i i don't want to play this but it's exciting anyway I'm not going to uh, play any of the 668 games that I own on Steam, but I'm glad they're all on sale again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I paid 20 bucks for this, and now it's $4. I haven't even touched it yet. That's the worst. Mm. That is the worst when you buy a game for, you know, maybe not as cheap as it's going to get, and you don't get around to it, and then suddenly it's on sale for a lot more, and you're like, ah, oh, I could have waited and saved like 15 bucks, but I didn't. So, yeah. hmm, life lessons. Yeah. But if you pick up Life a game instance. and then don't play it, even if it goes on sale, it doesn't matter because you haven't played it or still right. won't play it. If it if it's been long enough that it's been on sale twice, I probably won't play it if I haven't yet. That's a fair point. How many games do you own on Steam? Out of curiosity. You know what? It's I don't think it's actually that many. Let me take a look here. Pull up my library. Oh, and this does lead into my my embarrassing Half Life story for this <laughs> podcast. 
All right. So I'm a huge fan of the Half-Life series. I found it late. That is not the embarrassing part. I found it probably in 2004, mm-hmm. I want to say. Played Half-Life 1 for the first time then, even though it was, you know, 1997. Half-Life. Let's take a look. What does Google have to say about this? Came out in 98. Okay. Yep. So 1998. So I didn't play it until 2004. And even in 2004, even, what is that, uh, six years later? Even six years later, it was still an incredible experience just for atmosphere, gameplay. There's a little bit too much jumping for my liking. Okay. Too many jumping puzzles. Have you played through Half-Life before? No. Okay. So there's <laughs> a lot of jumping puzzles. There's a lot of times where it's like, okay, you have to jump from here to here. And it's first person and it's a little bit, a little uh, twitchy and a little not exact because it's 1998 3D. <laughs> And that got a little frustrating at times, but the combat's fantastic. The weapon set is good. The story's interesting. I mean, it's a really good time. So I fell in love with Half-Life. I played Half-Life 2 when it came out, and uh, then I was done with it. I thought somehow I completely missed the fact that Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Episode 2 exist I told myself for years I'd play through all the Half-Life. Boy, sure, too bad that Half-Life 2 ends on such a cliffhanger, because it does. Half-Life 2 (laughs) does end on a cliffhanger, but also Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ends on a cliffhanger, so people assumed I knew what I was talking about, and nobody called me out on it. Until, Until the Steam sale, until this Steam sale this year. Oh, my. I look on the front page and it's like, hey, all of our Valve games, we're talking about Team Fortress, we're talking Portal, we're talking the Half-Life series, we're talking left for dead it's all on sale it's like collectively 93 percent off Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's awesome and i looked at the list and i was like wait because it shows you what you have right it shows you what games you've already bought in in bundles like that and i looked and saw half-life 2 episode 1 episode 2 and i was like i don't wait what i don't huh and it like broke my brain but i bought them for a dollar each and i have been atoning for my sins (laughs) And actually going to play all of the Half-Life available so I can officially be part of the people who played all the Half-Life available and are now waiting for Half-Life 3 like we're waiting for the second coming. Yeah, same as Portal 3 and Left 4 Dead 3 are coming. And Team Fortress 3, yes. Because at this point, Steam is apparently really disinterested in distributing games and making hats for Team Fortress 2. And uh, they're never going to release another game at this rate because it's getting bad. I hear they like having infinite money. It's nice, but like, why not have? Because here's the thing: you release Half-Life Three, you have extra infinite money. Everybody on planet Earth is going to buy this thing. The hype is going to be through the roof. And yes, there's a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of pressure to make it the Half-Life that everybody has built up in their heads for the last ten years now. But I think I think they should do it. And there's no sign that they're even going to try, which... It would be nice if they did. It would. I think it would. But Left 4 Dead and Team Fortress are good games. And Portal. I love Portal. Yeah, Portal's a great time. Hmm. Although, quick aside, Portal 2, there were too many levels where it was like, find the one panel in this giant cave you can use your Portal gun. That's the game for you right now. And it's like, no, I want I want creativity. Mm. I want to solve these puzzles my way. I don't want to hunt for the one place I can shoot a portal gun 
in this giant cave for 10 minutes and I don't have great eyesight anyway, so it takes me 15 minutes. That is not fun to me. That is my rant about Portal 2. It's definitely an issue, and especially that it was like a whole chunk of the game that's all these interesting puzzles and stuff that you have to play co-op to get. And in Portal 2? Yeah, in Portal 2 has co-op. Yes, it has co-op. I didn't yeah. realize you, you had... Well, you can't play those levels by yourself. They're designed to have four portals to beat. As part of the campaign? It's a separate co uh, campaign. There's a whole story to go with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, the single-player campaign is single-player. Um, but, okay, so but for there is a two-player campaign. You have to have two players to complete. Okay, got it. Yeah, and other people are sometimes not as good as playing portal as other people are and that can get frustrating when you say put your portal there no there look where i'm pointing there <laughs> and no yeah. doesn't happen no. yeah okay i can i haven't even tried i can imagine that would be pretty frustrating though dealing with uh multiplayer co-op with people you don't know is a pretty frustrating experience it can be frustrating yeah uh can be i was playing another game today killing floor 2 have you heard of killing floor I have. So I was playing Killing Floor 2, and we were just playing. Uh, this guy was just like, you're all idiots. Why are you doing that? Would not like <laughs> specifically call someone out on what they were doing or what they were doing was bad. He just said, you're all retards, and left. <laughs> went, we, we you're doing it wrong. Goodbye. Maybe he's just one of those silly Americans. Could be. Yeah. Speaking of silly Americans... I believe you have a topic you'd like to bring up in that area. Yeah, so I've been watching a playlist of videos on whether uh, Americans are ignorant and they know it or they just don't care. And I've compiled... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So those are the options. One, Americans are ignorant. That's a given. But the question is, are, are they aware of that or they do they just not care? Is that how this works? Some people don't care that they just don't know who Ronald Reagan is. Some people care and like they go, yeah, I don't know that. Explain it to me. There's a difference. But but by default, Americans are ignorant. I wouldn't say that. But that's that's the whole conceit of this thing. Well, not all of them, surely. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll quit complaining. What do you got for me? Okay, so I'm going to give you a test of, I think it's like eight or nine questions. Some of them are American-specific, and then some of them are just general knowledge i guess that some people don't know or can't work out like basic math problems uh i'm hoping okay, you can good. pass basic math problems you know what there's no guarantee let's give it a try okay first question who won the civil war the north the north yep that's good the north yep, yep. Oh, i did minor in history so well, history questions are going to be okay that's a good point okay uh how many of these are history questions mm, about five <laughs> excellent um Okay, who bombed Pearl Harbor? The Japanese. Good. Part of the Axis. Ah, bonus points. When did America gain its independence? When did it gain its independence versus when did it declare for its independence? I mean, 1776 is the date. That's just kind of a catch-all for all that stuff. Yep. So I'm going to go 1776. All right. Uh, what do the 13 stripes on the flag represent? The original 13 colonies of the United States of America. Ooh, man, you're good at this. Uh, 50 stars represent... Each of the 50 states in the current United States of America, including Alaska and Hawaii, but not Puerto Rico. Ah, very good. Because they're not actually a state. Ah. <laughs> not yet. Then you'll have to fix the not flag. Yet. I know, right? It's going to throw off the symmetry. Yeah. For that reason alone, I'm not sure it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no? Yeah, 
maybe. <laughs> they don't want to have to. <laughs> nobody wants to go out and buy new flags. No, they're like, ah, Puerto Rico would be nice for them, but I have to buy a new flag. I'm gonna vote no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the largest state in America? Alaska by like a million percent. Yeah. If you look at it, like Alaska overlaid on the Western United States, it's like mm, the entire Western U.S. It's crazy big. And there's nothing there except <laughs> a moil, I guess, and like 300 snow. people. Yeah, lots of snow. Uh, should we end women's suffrage? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those men on the street interviews and everyone's like, oh, women's suffering. Yes, that sounds, we should probably end that. But that just means the right to vote. So no, we <laughs> probably shouldn't end that. No, I'm going to vote no. Probably not. Where is the Panama Canal? Panama Canal is in, it is the divide between Central and South America, and it's in Panama. Where is the Great Wall of China? Now, before in, we answer, I'm going to specify that some people got this wrong. How? Uh, they said it divided Berlin during the war. Ooh, that's not good. I mean, they both have the word wall in them, so maybe it's a little confusing, but no, not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's in China. It never actually kept anything out, fun fact. Like, it was supposed to keep out the, the, the raiding Mongolian hordes, but China's huge, and they didn't really wall everything off. You can just go around. So, yeah, not great. So, now we're on to the general knowledge. There's, oh, there is actually one more history question here, but it was a trick question, and I'm assuming you can get it. But did World War Three end in the 70s or the 80s? Did World War Three? We haven't had one of those yet. Very good. Ten points to Gryffindor. Ten points to Gryffindor. Some people got that wrong. It's depressing. <sighs> Very depressing. This is making me sad. What goes up and down but stays in the same place? What goes up and down but stays in the same place? I feel like there's a lot of possible answers here. I'd say, like, the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. You're going to give me credit for that? Yeah, yeah. Bonus points. Excellent. Also possible would have been stairs. Ah, stairs is good too. If you're traveling at 50 miles per hour, how long will it take you to go 100 miles? Two, two, two hours. Very good. 20 points. Right. And the last question that I've gathered is, if you're running a race and you pass the person in second place, what position are you in? You are now in first place. Hang on. Let me rethink. You as the person... And all oh, right, you pass them in second, so then you become second place. You take their position. Very good. Yes. I'm going to have to minus five points for getting it wrong first, though. That's fair. That's only fair. There were a bunch of other questions that I give people, but they had, like, a photo to show them and be like, do you know who this is? And I can't really give you a photo. <laughs> fair enough. I'm going to go on an assumption and say you know who Bill Clinton was. Very aware. <laughs> who? Wait, who else was in there, though? Bill Clinton and who else? Oh, uh, like Kim Kardashian. Eh, that's part of a general... I don't... Like I honestly don't know what she looks like. I don't. I would have failed that one. Yeah. Huh. Don't care. Yeah. Like people that are famous because they're famous, I have no use for them. There's nothing about that family that means they should be famous. They just are for reasons I don't understand. It's just yeah. this herd mentality. It drives mm. me nuts. So I would have missed that one. But it wasn't one of my questions because I didn't find her irrelevant either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. So Tell me more about how this uh, ignorant American thing works. What were the conclusions of what you read or watched? Lots of people get asked questions specifically to make them look bad. Like they'll target younger or sometimes people on the street. But I imagine when you're talking to the people walking down a beach at 
midday on a Wednesday or something, you're not really getting the educated people who are off at work doing, you know, important things. You're getting people when they're, like, relaxing on holidays or can't get work. That is likely very true. I like yeah. this theory. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're targeting a uneducated demographic to begin with, which isn't designed to make people look bad. I don't know. Right. I've never made one of these videos designed to make people look stupid. <laughs> Well, and the other the other method is if you're in like New York City or L.A. or someplace with a huge population, you just ask 100 people until you find someone, mm. right? Find someone who does get it wrong and it's the one out of 150 people. But that's the one you show because that's the entertaining <laughs> one, right? Yeah, if you go up to 100 people and ask them how many U.S. senators there are and they all answer, it's you don't have a video then. No, there's nothing to show at that point. Like, Americans know things about their civic government. It's not going to get clicks on YouTube. So, yeah, the, the other aspect, as you mentioned, was people who are willing to admit their ignorance versus those who don't, like, who yeah. will who will front, right? who will say that they're smart and know things and don't and won't admit that they're wrong and never try to improve upon the situation that they're in. I imagine there are people who... They obviously interview, but then don't put in the videos because they go, no, I don't know that. Can you please tell me? Which right. Which isn't interesting. I mean, they could easily just cut off the please tell me, but... <laughs> but it's more fun when people give the wrong answer. Yeah. 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 It's much more fun to watch people go, oh, US gained independency from Scotland in 1943, right? Right. And then people are like, aha, that guy's a total moron. And they don't even know they're stupid. That's that's entertainment. That is, in a nutshell, the best entertainment you can buy these days. Yeah, which is probably why I watched <laughs> 16 videos in the space of a night. <laughs> Just, it's, it's total junk food. Sure. Easy to watch. So was was that the conclusion of the video that you watched then? This concept that they just, it's trickery, it's... The conclusion that I draw is that they're... Oh, uh, okay. The videos are just, Americans are dumb. Like, that's basically the title. And then like, the one chat, I, I only went to one channel, all they do. Right. And they're doing okay. I imagine they have more than 10 subscribers. I can tell you how many subscribers they have if I find their channel. <laughs> Again, it shouldn't be hard because my YouTube history is currently full of it. Uh, yeah. They have 30k subs. <laughs> they're doing okay. Yeah, not bad. Nah. Yeah, the YouTube channel is called My World is Getting Dumber. <laughs> but it focuses on Americans? Uh, it it's not like, like, man, those, those check those Czech citizens, they're super dumb. Uh, yeah, that seems like they just put out videos with Americans are ignorant. Huh. There is actually, hold on, there is one here called Jim Carrey in the S Insensitive Guide to Counselor. <laughs> He's Canadian. <laughs> Jim Carrey's Canadian. Yes, not okay. American-centric after all. Okay, it's not, well, I know, okay, they were still asking <laughs> Americans, but they do have, they did, I did find a bunch of videos that was like, what do Americans think of Russian? So everyone's like, cold and vodka and it will get better and then they have they went around to a college and asked just russian students the, like the same questions i gave you how many states are there and and the russian students nailed them all and then they contrast that with just some american on the, the street americans uh, they do have a video here called some australians are ignorant but they all wear budgie oh. smugglers at the beach <laughs> Did you say budgie smuggler? I kind of know what a budgie is. I don't know what a budgie smuggler is, though. A budgie is a bird, right? Yeah. Okay. Like a small bird. Yeah, a small bird. Yeah. A budgie smuggler is an item of clothing that a man would wear at the beach that smuggles something into the shape of a budgie. I'm putting it <laughs> <laughs> For a I learned something today. Yeah. 
I think we just call those speedos speedo, but that's a it's a product name. Like it's not mm. a generic t- name for a piece of clothing. That's like a speedo is a registered trademark. A jacuzzi. Yes. Or Kleenex. Or esky. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, esky is the term Australia will use for a like a portable fridge, like container that oh. you throw ice in, like when you go to the beach and put your beers cooler. in there instead. Yeah, cooler. Uh-huh. Call that an esky, and that's a product name in Australia. Yeah. Cool. Well, I am learning all sorts of interesting stuff here. What's funny about those Americans are dumb videos is we do that to ourselves too, especially late night, uh, late night hosts. So the main networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, um, they'll have little video segments, and some of them, like Jay Leno, was really big on this before he retired from the thing, uh, man on the street segments, where he'd go out on the street to New York because that's where he was headquartered, and just talk to people and find people willing to say dumb stuff. And then have a little four-minute segment, and it was like, Americans sure are dumb, aren't they? And everyone's like, yeah, we sure are dumb. I never understood the appeal of those. I don't get it. channel that I mentioned earlier, My World Was Getting Dumber, re-uploaded those clips onto their channel. So I've seen some of those. Oh, the, specifically the Jay Leno ones. Oh, nice. Okay. Or freebooters, I think the term is. Yep. Although, I don't know, like, Leno retired before YouTube ever was really a thing. I'd be shocked if he'd ever uploaded them to YouTube, so... I doubt they're anywhere on the internet legally. Maybe they are. My attitude is kind of, if you can't find the content anywhere else, it's not being made available like on mail order on DVD or on you know uh, any other streaming service, then I think it's kind of a fair game to throw it up. I don't know. Maybe that's not technically true, but that's kind of how I feel. Uh, I mean, I think it's better than just being like, I'm going to rip your YouTube video onto my channel instead. I think it's better than that like just taking something else yeah yeah i can't find memento anywhere other than ebay at the moment what do they want for it on ebay one person wanted 20 dollars, which i thought was reasonable <laughs> uh reasonable for a dvd that you uh, can't find anywhere else somebody else wanted a but it was an auction that's why i couldn't buy it it was 20 dollars mm. on auction and someone else had a buy now price of 65 <laughs> they know they know you can't find it anywhere so they're bumping the price up smart yep. smart people and i've been around to brick and mortar stores and i browse their dvd sections and i have something called momentum uh but not memento uh yeah not the same thing pretty sure pretty sure it's not the same thing all right so our ongoing saga of get wade to watch memento is still ongoing i didn't think it would go this long but it is it'll go until but it is it. and then we can talk about it <laughs> Yeah, join us next week for what could be the thrilling conclusion of Wade finds Memento, but probably not. (laughs) All right. So, yes, Americans are dumb. Sometimes we are aggressive about it. Sometimes we're not. And sometimes we're smart, but that doesn't get ratings. It just it's not directly about Americans being smart. How many scientists do you have doing amazing things over there? Landing rockets back to Earth? SpaceX. In fairness, SpaceX is founded by a guy from South Africa. Elon Musk is not an American, but yes, he came to America because of opportunity and stuff. Yeah, yep. And we do get a lot of scientists from other countries that come here, a lot of people from India, from England, from Australia, I assume. It is kind of a gathering place for smart people. Not going to lie, I think a lot of some other countries get upset about that. It's kind of a brain drain situation where it seems like their best and brightest come to the States and it kind of hurts their home country. Which I can see that. Like, I can understand how I'd be upset about that if I was from one of those countries. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's good for me. What am I going to complain about, honestly? <laughs> it's a trickle-down effect, really. America gets someone smart, they do something smart. We eventually get the smart thing. That's true. I mean, in 
America smuggled German scientists that defected in World War Two into America, and then because they were working on the V two rocket, and all of a sudden they were in a space race. Thinking power went into landing a man on the moon. Oh right! They suddenly got their hands on some rocket scientists, and all of a sudden yep. they're going to the moon. Yep. Well, nobody really goes to the moon, but we're all in space. It's true. I think wasn't there a wasn't there a moon landing this week? What? I know, right? Hold on. I saw something about this, and I was like, why isn't this bigger news? But then I didn't pursue it. Uh, news, moon landing, Chinese. Okay, so China, uh, okay, so they landed a rover on the moon. They didn't do a manned landing okay. on the moon, but they got a rover up there for the first time in a while. First time anything has hit the moon, actually, in decades at this point. That's why I was so surprised. So it's it's not manned, but... Was a rover? Why can't I find anything about this? This is like secret news. Chinese lunar uh, rover discovered that moon landings were faked and is a hoax. <laughs> so that's probably probably not it. <laughs> China's planned moon landing is different from America's. I don't know. Like there's like, like the Telegraph, which is a pretty good publication out of England. China prepares for manned moon landing. Are they okay? I can't keep them straight. There's so many like newspapers and magazines in England, and some of them are garbage, but I can't remember which ones are which. I just assume all newspapers are garbage. <laughs> that seems seems safe, a safe policy. And they do plan to land a man on the moon by 2036. Holy shamoly, that's a long time away. What do they plan on doing there, though? I don't... It's just... I think it's just for prestige. It's like only... I mean, only America's landed on the moon, right? Russia beat us into space, but we beat them to the moon. Did they ever land there? Did Russia? I know. I mean, I know America went back. Yeah, there were a couple. It's not a whole lot to do there anymore. No, it's like once you've gathered some samples and you know what's up there, then it's like, oh, that was fun. And you put down your flag. Yep. Not much yep. more. Oh, that's the why moon. they won't let Puerto Rico in. They don't want to have to put a new flag on the moon. Oh, my gosh. They'd have to go back to the moon and put a new flag up. <laughs> can't do that that's like hundreds of billions of dollars good call sorry puerto rico you're out we figured we figured out the code then you find out puerto rico has secret space age technology that can get you there like that <laughs> and they're just waiting for you to let them into the union <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be amazing one of these days one of these days it'll happen but yeah sorry puerto rico I asked you a bunch of questions about America. Do you know much about Australia? I know how it was founded. Mm -hmm. I know about the native species therein. Um, I know about Crocodile Dundee. Yes. And Steve Irwin. Is he Australian? He is Australian. Okay, Steve Irwin. And I know you guys take beer very seriously. Reasonably so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe not as serious as the Germans. No, but, no, well, but... They, they take quality serious, I think. We take quantity serious. Oh, that kind of serious. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might just ask you a couple of questions about Australia now. Okay. And this could make me look bad if I don't know the answer. Oh. Where is... Wait. Wait, what? Oh, go ahead. You have no. a question, okay. No, I do. But if you have any questions about the questions that you'll be questioned on... <laughs> Now would be the time. Fair enough. Hit me. Where is Australia's capital? Uh, mm, I want to say Sydney. Is that your final answer? But part of me is like, that's not. That's just like everyone knows about New York City, but that's not the capital of America. Uh, that's 
Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Sydney is wrong. Dang it! My brain was telling me it was wrong, but I couldn't think of what it was. Go ahead. Now you've just pissed off everyone in Australia because... Everyone. The people who do live in the capital city are like, why do you think it's Sydney? And then everyone else who doesn't live in Sydney are like, why did you think it was our city? (laughs) Reasonable, reasonable. The capital city is called Canberra, and it resides in the ACT, or Australian Capital Territory. Canberra. I played a lot of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego as a kid, and I did never, never learn that fact. Okay, here's why. Because the largest city in Australia is Sydney, <laughs> with a population of 5 million people, all right? Canberra has 424,000 people in it. It is tiny. Like, saying, like, like Springfield, Massachusetts oh, is the capital of America. Is that not your capital? No, it turns no. out it's not. I mean, okay, if we're going on size, if we're going on size. If I had asked you where's the largest population center in Australia, you'd be correct. Yes, I would be correct. And in fairness, in fairness, if you look at list of United States cities by population, uh, Washington, D.C., which is actually not even some territory... Hang on. Yeah, District of Columbia, 680,000 people, and the biggest city is New York City with 8.5 million. So we're doing the same thing. Yeah. United States doing the same thing. I should not, I shouldn't crack on Australia for doing this. That was my bad. What is the national animal of Australia? <sighs> There's like a hundred native animals to your country. There's a lot more than that, but yeah. How many more? 101. I can't name them 101. All. Got it. <laughs> that was a joke. But I can't name all of the animals. But... <laughs> all right. So more than 80% of the plants, mammals, reptiles, and frogs in Australia are unique to Australia. It's a lot. You can't Wikipedia the answers. I'm not. I'm just, I'm not Wikipediaing. The... I have no idea. I'm not going to get this right. Because, like, obviously the answers that I'm going to lean towards are going to be the kangaroo and the koala. But... Or the dingo. <laughs> but the probably distinct. probably not the dingo. I don't know. Was it distinct when you guys named your national animal? No. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Australian animals. Yeah, look at all this crazy stuff. There's the emu, the quokka, wombats, box jellyfish, platypus. Look at all this stuff. And I, I have honestly zero ideas. It could be the redback spider for all I know. You guys <laughs> like your lethal, dangerous species of stuff. All right, I give up. What is it? It's the red kangaroo. It's the red kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Technicalities. What's the difference between a red kangaroo and a regular kangaroo? Is there such thing as a regular kangaroo? Yeah. Like you go, okay. All I know so confusing. is that kangaroos are delicious. And we are one of, I think, two countries in the world that eat our own national animals. Isn't that because they're basically, I mean, they reproduce crazy fast and they're everywhere and they're basically pests. Yeah, they're basically pests. Yeah, they're like deer in America. All right, next question. Hit me up. How many states are there? Oh, five. Wrong. Dang, how close am I? Uh, seven, I believe. Oh, six. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I was counting New Zealand since they're practically an Australian state at this point. Yeah, it's like Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, so Victoria mm-hmm. threw me off because I pictured in my head I had the big Western Australia one, which is like eight bajillion square miles of territory. Our Alaska, yeah. Yep, Northern Territory, South Australia, Queensland, New South Wales, and I thought New South Wales was the only one in that bottom right quadrant, but no, Victoria's down there. Six. Cool. I was close. Mm -hmm. I was close. And you can't forget the tiny little island just off the south. 
Tasmania. Uh, Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. You guys have that cartoon? It's uh, uh, Tasmanian Devil. Oh, uh, yeah, the Tassie Devil. He had his own cartoon for a while. Anyway, the point is, I was as close to the number of territories in Australia as you were, so I think I get a point for that. Yeah, you can have a point. Excellent. How many stars on the flag do we have? How many stars on the Australian flag? Yeah. I thought that wouldn't have been as interesting because America is so known for their stars and stripes and the stars on my flag are like, yeah, they're just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. They're in a circle, right? No. They're not in a circle. How are they arranged? Constellation. A constellation. Oh, that doesn't help me at all, but it's interesting. Yeah, the Southern Cross. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think, oh, I'm going to go with eight. Wrong. Eh. Six. Six. Okay, again, not like crazy off. I'll take it. It's fair. Good. I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's your homework for next time is give us, <laughs> find us an interesting, interesting non-common knowledge fact about Australia. Learn about Australia, you dumb Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Australians are ignorant. And that brings us full circle. <laughs> Way to end. <laughs> I think that's a good point to end before I embarrass myself further. I think we've both been ritually embarrassed on this podcast what else were we going to talk about there's some other stuff i think it was books that we were reading books that we were reading okay so i'm a pretty big book reader recently i've been reading on my overdrive app on my smartphone which is a pretty cool app that lets you connect directly into your local library and um check out books digitally from them and then read it on your phone which is great i like i like reading on my phone and then you just return them digitally which just means delete them from <laughs> Your phone, it's kind of weird, but... So it's a free yeah. book service, is what I'm hearing. Uh, Yes, paid for by taxpayer dollars. Oh, okay. Right, because it's, it's all library stuff. So hold on, if I use it and I don't pay American taxes, am I basically stealing? Well, you, in order to use it, you have to give a library card number. Oh, really? Uh-huh. They have to verify that you are a member of this library and you've signed up for a card there and then you can check out books. What happens if one day you find out that deleting it isn't how you return it and you get a whole bunch of overdue fees? That would be sad, but <laughs> I, keep a I keep a close eye on my library account. It's very important. Okay. It just seems odd that you would need to have a library card to borrow an ebook. Well, what's even more odd is that there are limited copies of the ebook available to check out. There's like, we have one copy of this ebook and somebody has it. You have to wait till they return it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not, not how, how digital things work. That's not how books work. <laughs> <laughs> it's how physical books work. I get that. That's fine. But once you move into the ebook format, I don't understand why you have one digital copy of this book and you have to make people take turns. I mean, it's licensing, right? Could it's not. just got to be I, book publishers are dumb and they're like, you can have one copy of the digital book that you pay for yeah. and you can only rent that one out or we're going to sue you into oblivion. It's like, mm, fair enough. Anyway, oh, the other funny thing is I've got a friend of mine at work, uh, Kevin, who's way into reading, likes a lot of the same stuff that I do. So he refers stuff to me and I refer stuff to him back and forth. And and a couple of weeks ago, eh, probably a month ago at this point, I was like, I need a new book. And Kevin was like, all right, pull up the app and we'll do some searching and see what you can get. He told me the names of 10 different books and none of them were available to check out. None. My library system was just plumb clean out of every book that he recommended. And we're not talking like, oh, yeah, this book's being made into a movie in two months or this was just made into a TV show. So it's way popular. No, this is like super obscure fantasy stuff that I've never heard of that isn't part of the pop culture that are just being checked out by somebody else in my library system. So anyway, I put a hold on a bunch of them anyway, and one came through, which is nice. What I'm reading is The Dragon Bone Chair uh, by Tad Williams. Is it Williams? It's a very generic name. Uh, yeah, Tad Williams. Tad Williams. You looked it up. Excellent. 
Yeah, so it's 1988, so it's pretty old at this point. It's high fantasy. It definitely takes a lot of its beats from Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, but it is a sprawling epic fantasy with a lot of different characters. It's got magic systems. It's got um, like just super old lore that you're kind of spoon-fed over the course of the first book and the second book. And I'm in the middle of the second book now, and it's good. I like to judge my books based on how how believable and how much I get sucked into the characters. Like if there is a character and I feel like I know them well enough to know how they're going to respond to a given situation, then I feel like the author's done a good enough job giving me who they are so I understand that mentally and then they become real. And that's how I determine good writing. And there are, it's a it's a bunch of good characters that I feel that way about. So highly recommended if it's available where you are. So I will put that on my list to read. Excellent. Uh, and I will offer you a recommendation in return. Okay. Uh, by Brent Weeks, I would recommend the book The Way of Shadows is the first one in the trilogy. Okay. Brent Weeks' Way of Shadows. Got it. Yeah, it's another fantasy novel. I'm currently reading the graphic novel that... So I'm having a little trouble recalling what happened in the book because they just cut so much, it's heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> the graphic novel has nice art, but the story in it is not enthralling enough to for me to finish. Well, they had to make room for their pretty pictures, is what they did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looks good. It's got some good reviews on Amazon, which is fun. Shadow's I've... Edge is the first one, maybe. So no? what I'm seeing is the Night Angel trilogy. Book one yeah. is called The Way of Shadows. Way of Shadows, yeah. I was just flipping through my library because I just bought the Dragonbone chair and then it came up with, also you should read Edge of Shadows. Oh. Uh, Shadow's Edge is the second one. Okay. They were they recommended you read the second book of a trilogy? <laughs> like, <laughs> you like fantasy? Here, come into the middle of this story. <laughs> I already have the trilogy. They just, for some reason, recommended me the second one to read first. Huh. That's a dumb recommendation. Bad algorithm. Bad. Bad Google. Down boy. (laughs) Stop trying to take over the world. Slow down a little bit. Okay. I will. It is on my list. It is officially, officially on the list. How long is the list, though? Um... Like, I have to finish this trilogy, but I think I I can bump this up. So I'll finish the Dragonbone Chair trilogy, and then I'll start this one. Shouldn't take me too long. Maybe a week or so. If you want, I can give you a series that I was reading and stopped because it's about 20-something books long, and I just couldn't anymore. (laughs) 20 books long? And still going. You're talking Wheel of Time? No. uh, Anita Blake. Anita Blake. What does she do? Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Ah, of course. The vampires. It starts off really good where she's just, well, it's hard to just dive in at a point, but basically for a living, she raises zombies. Mm. That's her job. When there's a court dispute over a will or something, they just go like, hey, can you raise the zombie? We'll just ask him what he, which will he wanted to use. And, nice. Yeah. I like that. And yeah. then she occasionally gets commissioned by the government to kill vampires because they'd start killing people, and but they're also legal citizens and have the vote. Okay. That yeah. sounds complicated. It's a very interesting world, which is where I fell in love with it. Where I fell out of love with it is where she basically has to have sex with something in every chapter. I'm reading the Wikipedia page about this, and it's like, it's got them grouped into book sections, like 6 through 10, 11 through 15. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Okay, so I'm going to check out one of those then. Oh, and one more. Are you familiar with the Dresden Files? Interesting story about the Dresden Files. The author, Jim Butcher, was trying to be an author back in the 90s. He was failing. He written a couple books, submitted them to publishers. They were like, eh, whatever, because it's hard. It's hard to get a book published. 
and he was taking some writing classes and one of his instructors told him, Jim, I feel like you're kind of stuck on something here. Why don't you write a story using every trope and every like overused cliche you can think of in the story? It's kind of a writing exercise. And he's like, okay. And he did. And it got picked up by a publisher and was hugely successful. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. And so he's like, oh, I, this okay so at this point he's on book 16 in the series it the first few books especially are really tropey and it's like and now there's vampires and now there's the werewolves and now there's there's a wizard but he really starts to rein it in around book three or four and it becomes really good stuff like really great characters really exciting action set pieces too like there is always something happening in these books so jim butcher fantastic really fun stuff I will definitely look at that. I see see it's been made into a comic. Yep. There's uh, a comic. It was made into a TV show that sucked. Oh, that's where I recognize the face from. Like, every time I think <laughs> of Dresden Files, I picture this face, like, half-turned, like, the cover uh-huh. of the TV program or whatever. And I can yep. picture that face. Um, but for some reason, I can only find the comic on the Play Store, so I might have to go somewhere else for it. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. Why they wouldn't have that. But yeah, TV show, bad. Cancelled, like, after two episodes. <laughs> that is bad. Uh-huh. That, that, <laughs> I, I think we're missing the big question, which All is, right. you wrote a book. That's true. I did write a book. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard about it before. I do I do uh, talk about it on my channel from time to time. But I did an exercise. It's a, I don't know, it's not really a contest, but every November an organization, organization called NaNoWriMo challenges people to write a book in 30 days, which comes down to 1,660 words per day to give you about an 80,000 word book, which is like, it's big enough to not be a novella anymore, but it's not exactly like a straight up huge book. Like that many words is not going to get a lot of attention, but it is considered a novel. So a couple years ago, was it three years ago now? It's been a while maybe even four years ago, I was like, you know what? I've never done this and maybe I'll give it a try, but I don't have any good ideas. But then an idea came to me and the idea was, what if time travel existed, but it only works going forward? It only works in one direction because I hate time travel paradoxes. I hate stories where people go back in time and change things and like there aren't any consequences or there's crazy insane consequences. I just, I don't like it. I don't like backwards time travel. So you want to clean time travel where it's just, you go forwards and you can't affect what happened in the past and make some weird stuff happen where you're your own grandfather. Yeah. You'll never be born. Because going backwards in time automatically introduces all those questions of what if you kill your dad and you don't exist then you never go back in time and kill your dad and it's a paradox and I hate it. Um, But I kind of, I didn't solve that but I just removed those questions by saying what if time travel is possible going forward? I sat down, I hammered it out 1,666 words per day for 30 days, got it done, listened to a lot of movie soundtracks, especially the Ender's Game soundtrack was a very big influence there and got it done and self-published on Amazon, approached a couple local publishers. There wasn't too much interest in it. So I'm not like, I don't want to be an author for a living. I'm not super stressed about it, but uh, it is available on the Amazon and Google Play. Mm-hmm. Which is where so, I to chapter three in it. Oh, there you go. Aw, and reading my book. Well, I knew we'd bring up books eventually at some point. So I'm like, <laughs> better make sure I like this guy's writing style. Yeah. So you, so you prepared. 
So yeah, you'll have to let me know your thoughts when you're done with it. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit, perhaps in a non-spoilerly kind of way. But I don't know. How much is it on the Amazon store right now? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull it up. Three ninety nine. Get it for your Kindle. Get it. It's good so far. <laughs> Two yeah. chances in. It's good. There we go. We have we have a recommendation. Got some reviews on the Amazon too. Do you think there could ever be a like a two chapter book review where people either recommend or they don't recommend books? I only read the first two chapters. Oh, people do that all the time. Are you kidding? I don't read a lot of book reviews. Gotcha. No, no. A lot of people, that's what they do. It's like kind of their thing. They'll read a couple chapters. They'll write a review of the first couple chapters and move on to something else because it's so much faster, right? Hmm. You don't have to read the whole thing. You can review 100 books in a week because you're just reading the first couple chapters and kind of get your name out there as somebody who reviews. And it's, you're not going to get taken super seriously, but you can get a name for yourself if you're doing that kind of, that kind of crazy thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Learn something new. There's a there's a niche out there for everyone. No matter what you want to do, there's a thing. Well, you could just judge them by the cover. Ooh, that'd be even faster. That'd be so much faster. <laughs> All right, anything else on the list? We're just going to wrap this thing up. Okay, so that's going to be it from Falcon Paladin and Wade for the Falcon Paladin Hour. Thanks for joining us today. Hit that subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be here every Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. I don't know. The uh, dates are different because you're in Australia and I'm in the United States. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you find it, we'll be here. Yep. Somewhere midweek. We'll be here every week. This is our third one. Third one. Still going strong. If you have suggestions of stuff you want us to talk about, we're pretty open to most anything. Mm-hmm. Hit me up at falconpaladin at gmail.com with podcast suggestions in the title. I will see it. And if it's um, if it meets with our approval, we will talk about it on the next podcast. Awesome. All right, thanks again for joining us, and until next time, as always, you take care of yourself.